It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host and uh, well, this is an exciting part of my life to, is to be able to come to you every Sunday morning here on 94.1 with a gospel on the radio talk show. As I say, it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church in God's glorious kingdom. This is show number 1,127. Been doing this a little over 22 years. And uh, have had the privilege to interview a lot of people over these years. And uh, one of the, the things I, I love to do is interview the groups. And, of course, if you've listened to the show enough, you know that Pastor King is just, I love Southern gospel music. It's just my passion. I love it. And uh, when I get to meet people who do it, well, that's just a special treat for me. And I told you here a week or so ago, we're going to have the singing Regals on the show. And they're right here in front of me, in front of the studio. I'm going to introduce them to you, starting from left to, well, yeah, left to right. Dolores. Dolores Hare. Joshua Darby. Uh, and, and I have to tell you, now, they're having to share microphones. So, so if you hear pauses between those two, that's the reason why. Say hi, my, uh, Joshua. Hello. And uh, and then this is Lisa Darby. Good morning. And uh, Lisa is Joshua's mom. Yes. Okay. All right. And uh, the singing Regals, I've been meaning to ask you, where did the name come from? Who Who came up with the name? Honestly, that was something that came before I actually got into the family. Oh, that really? was just, yes, sir, because the um, group started in 1990. Right. And I actually married into the family in 1992. And you never were curious enough to ask. Well, we did. And <laughs> regal just means royalty. Right. And right. so um, through Christ, we're part of his royalty. Right. So, But, uh, but uh, who came up with the name? The actually founding founding yeah. members of the group. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like a collective. Everybody just put your brains together and we'll come up with a name. Yes. yes and the singing regals just came out there. And uh, and it's been a while since, uh, since you've been out doing music. Yes. And, uh, okay. And now it started, uh, Lisa, with your in-laws your, the, the the parents. Well, it started it started with three siblings actually. Okay. Miss um, Clemmy, which has was one of the founding lead singers of the group, and Wayne Dudley, which was the brother, and another sister. Her name was Deanie Trailer. Okay. Um, and then they had a family friend, which was Jerry Seniard. Okay. And they actually began the group. And so none of those are part of the group now. The groups. No, okay. none of them are part of the group any longer. Well, that's that's pretty amazing that uh, right. that 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 vision is still out there and mm-hmm. yes. doing what yes. you do. Now, how long did that group stay together? Do Do you know? Um, well, that group stayed together um, except for Jerry. Jerry stayed with the group probably about ten years, really? I would think, and then he left. Um, but the three siblings stayed together the entire time. Okay. Um, in 2000, um, my Aunt Deanie actually was killed in a car wreck. Oh, my. Um, down at Lake Okeechobee. Um, and we didn't sing for a year or so after that. Um, and then at that time, we asked Dolores, which was a family friend, to join us to carry that carry on that alto part. Okay. Now, Lisa, you married into the family, right? I did. And they were singing when you became a part of it. They were. I had sung as a child and, okay. um, you know, as a teenager and done solo things in my church. And, um, yes, and then I married into the family and just did, you know, some specials with them. Right. And then I was, it was probably maybe a year or two, and then I began to sing the, you know, high harmony part. And okay. did your husband sing? No, he no, didn't. He wasn't a singer. <laughs> he could, but right. he chose not to. Okay, so anyway, but but they got you anyway. They did. <laughs> as a result of it. And now, Dolores, you said you had a little background singing before you became a part of the group? Sure. Um, sang in church. Um, I had actually recorded a solo oh, project. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. And, um, and then in uh, after 
9-11 took place, we did a commemorative program there at the fire department. And my husband recently retired as the fire chief. At that time, he was um, uh, one of the officers there, was not the fire chief yet. And Miss Clemmy, who was one of the original founders, her mother-in-law, um, Lisa's mother-in-law and Josh's grandmother, um worked at the fire department as the administrative assistant and so um she had been kind of asking me if i would just come practice with them and uh-huh. whatnot and so i just been kind of praying about it so after 2002 after the commemorative program of 9-11 took place then um that's kind of when we started singing together we just kind of there one at one one of the songs on the program we sang together and then it just kind of became a thing after that that was 2002 so what's that 21 years really so you've been singing with them that long yes sir now are we are you described as being a trio quartet well we were a quartet for many years right um and to back up a little bit i did um misstated something um aunt dini died in 1998 she did not die in 2000 okay um but yes we were a quartet all of those years um Uncle Wayne had to step away um, due to some health issues, um, and that's when Josh stepped in to okay. fill his part. And only up until the last year and a half uh, did we become a trio. Right. Okay, now, Joshua, how old were you when you started with him? Uh, when I started, I was 15, 16, somewhere around that. Had you mark. traveled with them? It, I, I mean, it's the it's what I tell people all the time. I was traveling with them before I was born because she was traveling when she was nine months <laughs> yeah. pregnant with me. So yes, I, I I traveled with them from from early on. Yeah. I mean, I, I sang my few little parts with them from the time I was six years old. I had my few songs that they would bring me up to sing, and then as I got older, and Uncle Wayne was getting to the point where he was he was looking to retire. It was it, I was asked to step up and okay now's your time i said i, I see this uh, sometimes you know i watch some of these uh, shows and stuff uh on television where the gospel singers are singing and i see the children mm-hmm. and i often wonder how does that affecting them mm-hmm. are they gonna love it when they get mm-hmm. to be old enough or are they gonna hate yeah. it and yeah. i think it kind of goes both ways yeah. for what i see it could yeah. uh, joshua was was kind of like my two children he had a drug problem because he was drugged drug church all those years <laughs> right, right. so it really didn't matter if he was singing or not he was yeah. still at the church yeah. you know with with the group so um much like like i said so, so let's get the perspective sure so joshua you're a little boy mm-hmm. and you're up there and you're watching your family what are you thinking well i enjoyed being in the church i enjoyed going to do the sings and being at the sings in the environment of the sings you know when you're a little kid you love attention uh-huh. and when you go to sings everybody oh you're you're the you're the child everybody's going to give you all the attention you uh-huh. want but i think one of the things that got me to where I, I i wanted to to sing was the fact that i mean mom and my grandma they didn't really force it on me uh-huh. they were like hey, you just if you want to sing sing if you don't that's fine okay. too you know and so it was one of those it, you just start asking questions uh-huh. start wanting to learn right. you know you learn lead and you start asking okay well how do i sing this and how do i sing that and how do i make it sound like this and it's just one of those it was never forced on me right. it was just i was just placed in the correct environment to to right. grow from but then when you were little did they ever drag you up on the stage and have you do something oh, oh yeah there were times that <laughs> You know, they would talk me up before we'd go to the sing and be like, all right, well, you're going to do this. And we'd get there and I'd get cold feet. And no, no, you've already committed. It's time. You got to go. So, wow. Wow. Now, at what point did you know that you could be a bass? I, I would say we hit singing bass 15, 16. Really? I mean, my voice took a spiral down, you yeah. know, at, at thir- Really, from the age of 14 to 15, I struggled with anything that I sang because when I was little, you know, I could sing anything mom sang. Uh It didn't matter how high she went, I could go (laughs) just as high. And, you know, when my voice started to change, it was one of those things where as a kid, you're like, this isn't right. Like, I I could sing this fine and now I can't. Uh And then I started to understand, you know. Your voice is going to get, your voice is going to get deeper. You know, you got to, you got to. 
find a different avenue. Right, right. And so for a few years there, it was kind of disheartening. You know, I was like, I, I can't sing like I normally can. And then, you know, over time I learned to embrace it and it just finally started going lower and lower and lower. And, and here, just, here, we, here are. we are. And then we're going we're gonna to play one song a little bit that features him and his bass voice that you're going to like. <laughs> so Lisa, are you like the manager of the group? Is that how this works? Well, I think I inherited that, yes, because okay. Miss Clemmy was our lead singer and she, yeah. she handled all of the bookings. She handled, you know, all of that for us. And right. when she decided that she needed to step away due to some health issues, she just basically handed it all over to me. So, yes. So now, there's a lot involved with that in there I mean there is how, how do you do the bookings um, we just basically do phone calls but we also have a Facebook page okay the singing regals um, y'all please go out and visit our page right. and we try to post some of our sings there so now do you have people who call you just cold turkey because yes. they see you on Facebook so well they do uh, many times it's by word of mouth okay um, because we have sang around the panhandle for years right and during COVID um, there was a lot of groups you know that we could not sing and a lot of groups that did not continue um, after that period of right, time right, so a, yeah. a lot of people they thought well I thought you quit singing well we just had to to slow down a little bit. Right. Many years ago, we sang Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. Really? We were we were busy every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but as time rolled on and Josh began to get older and our lives began to change, we just had to slow down right. a little bit. And of course, you're, you're making lots and lots of money doing this too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Certainly aren't doing it because no, of the money. I know that I've been facetious because <laughs> yes, sure. I see I know this. Yes, and uh, I, I say this all the time on the on the music show, different ones. That most of the people who are doing gospel music, they're doing it because their hearts in it. Mm-hmm. They're they're not making big money. Now, now some of the big groups, they're doing the concerts or things like that. Their finances are probably a little better. I don't think they're getting rich either because if they're if you're if you got a bus. <laughs> Right. So sure. you got a bus. You, you're already. You have a lot and, of expenses. Uh, and, oh my goodness! It costs so much to keep those things on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the, but the, still, most of the groups are, are people who are local people. Yes. All three of you all have jobs. Yes. That you go to. I'm actually retired. You're retired. I have the privilege of being a retired educator okay. with almost 25 right. years. So yes. But now, were you uh, working during part of the time that you were singing? Oh yes, I just retired in the last two years. Okay. So yes. So you're you're launching out maybe what a Friday evening? Is that when you leave? When, when do you generally leave? It depends on and if we had a. Sometimes we'd have Friday night. Sometimes we'd have Saturday, or sometimes we'd have right. Sunday, or all three, or a combination. Right. Or so while other people are at home mowing the grass and taking care of the leaves out of the gutters and painting the house or are going to the ball games with the kids and all this sort of thing. You guys are on the road someplace. Sure. Yes. Uh, stopping off at a McDonald's or Burger King or wherever and, and grabbing you a sandwich and mm-hmm. keeping on going. And yes, sometimes you do two a day, maybe. Um, yeah, sometimes, but very rare that we would do that. We tried to just keep it, you know, one, Anymore. one a yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what drives you? What, what, what makes you keep doing what you're doing? A calling. Calling. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. And until the Lord stops, tells us that it, it's time to stop what we do. Uh-huh. Um, we said many, many years ago when we started this that if we ever charged, had to charge, we would stop. We're strictly by love offering because we're out there to bless people. Right, right. And so many times we go out and we sing and we're the ones blessed uh-huh. because when we see how it touches hearts just by seeing people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just hearing, as they talk to us afterwards, that our testimonies bless them so much, in turn blesses us right. because we're making a difference. But do you make enough to at least pay your expenses? Sure. Okay. So, so I mean, but if you had to take it out of your pocket, you'd do it too, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, th- this is what just amazes me. And, and I, it's not just gospel singers i see this in ministries that i interview all the time people who are they're serving the lord and and they're passionate about what they do and if it costs them personally they'll do it Absolutely. And, and then when i hear somebody talk about well you you christians all you want to do is you know especially preachers they love to accuse us preachers of just making all kinds of money mm-hmm. i said you don't know the people that i know yeah and yeah. you haven't sit down yeah. with people that I've sat down with and heard their heart and their passion mm-hmm. to do what they do because they feel the calling. Mm-hmm. So now, 
as you go out to these uh, different events, what's happening? Are you seeing people come to faith? What's, tell me about some of these things. Well, there, um, we've seen a variety of things take place. We certainly see people come to the Lord, but um, th- almost every opportunity that we have to go sing and we say yes to that opportunity there's never been a time that afterwards someone did not come up to us and say as lisa said that our either our testimony touched them or that there was a particular song that spoke to them and we everything that we do when we make out the program of songs we do things very on purpose and as the Lord leads, and so it could be down to what song we sing in uh, the particular order that we sing them, and um, if if we're singing, just say at a homecoming service, and we sing, uh, we want to make sure that whatever it is that we sing just before the preacher preaches is something that gets people's hearts and minds prepared to hear the word. So um, when you're talking about the calling, uh, that was one of your questions. If you look at the face uh, faces on all of our variety of CDs, like I said, we've done a variety of six, seven, something along those lines. The faces on those CDs have changed throughout the years. Right. But at the point, the those of us who have remained with the group, not one time have we felt that the the Lord has released us. Uh-huh. So when you start talking about a calling and you talk about what drives us, um, until you feel that release, you have to keep doing what you do. Right. Um, so, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, even after COVID, you know, we did, we had that discussion. Okay, what do we do now? Um, because we didn't know, nobody in the world knew what the world was going to look like after all of this was, right. after COVID was, you know, still an ongoing thing. But after it somewhat came to a close and the world started to function again, we didn't know what we were going to look like. What does the singing regals look like? And so um, when people finally got start or, or, or um, got tired of staying inside and not moving and not getting out and all of that and then finally uh, people started having gospel sings again because they wanted to have some type oh, of interaction yeah. Yeah. and so you really do see it more now it's kind of like it you know it's called a second wind or something um and so people are having more gospel sings now than they were even i think before covid and um in some respects so um you know, you just you you just answer the call, whatever that looks like. And so, even a year and a half ago, when Miss Clemmy stepped down, we had the discussion. Okay, well, well what do we keep going, or right, do we? Right. Um, what what does the singing regals look like? And so, there again, the bottom line is we have not failed to release to right. stop doing what we do. And now, was that about when the when you went from the quartet to the trio? Yes. That was the year. I mean, that was a necessity. Yes. yes. So, so you just made a decision. Okay. Yes. We'll just do. One last person, but we're still going to sing. Yes. And so, well, and, and we're not we're not completely against ever going back to a quartet. Sure. It's just there's not the right person following. Well, in well place. I may I may come sing with you guys. And so, <laughs> All right. and, and that's something that that I think we 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 pray over a lot. And there have been there have been different ones that you know we were like. Mm. Maybe that's a person that that Mike could sing for us right, one day, right. you know. But it's just it's all in it's all in the Lord's timing and when and, He and, wants. And it's for not us. just the uh, the singing part. You talk about getting in a car with somebody. It's chemistry. Driving with them here and there, day, you know, Sunday after Sunday. You got to have somebody that's gonna that's gonna fit. It's chemistry. Uh, yeah, chemistry is exactly the right word. And of course, we're you're here. You got a, a mother and a son. Good friend. <laughs> okay, well, what's the other person going to do to this dynamic? Yeah. I mean, I like McDonald's. I like Burger King. She doesn't want or he. They don't like. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to. All that's got to fit as well. Sure. And and whenever I, I hear about a, you know, one of the quartets, whether somebody's coming in and going or something like that, I said, well, how that's going to work out on the bus? And know? no matter how much you prepare, you have to be sensitive to the spirit. Absolutely. In preparations for anything, Um, you prepare because that's what the Lord requires of you, but you have to be sensitive and be willing to change Um, because if the Lord goes a different direction, you've got to be willing to go that way in order to be obedient. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So that's one of the things we really try to do. We do try to prepare, 
but many times the Lord directs us a different direction. Now we're going to play some of their music, and the the first song we're going to sing is uh, is one of, it's from the other. I can't say other group, but it was other singers. Sure. Was any of you all? It's it's, it's called uh, sometimes it takes a mountain. So yes. Dolores, you were. You, matter of fact, you, are you? This is the one they feature you. Yes. Okay. So this is going to feature Dolores. Mm-hmm. Lisa was singing as well. Okay. And, yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know that we we got one CD that's. Uh, was done several years it's before 2009 okay it's a singing regals it's called sometimes it takes them out sometimes i find it hard to make it through the day there are times i just don't understand Featured Miss Dolores here. This is the singing regals that you have been listening to here on the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. Uh, if you've just joined us, I'm Pastor Jack King. I get to do this every Sunday morning and enjoy it immensely. And I love having the groups to come and sit down with me and just find out what their heart is. I always tell people, I said, when people are singing about my Lord, I want to know that their heart sure. is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've kind of gotten to know these folks a little bit, not real well. We just, actually, this is, I think it's the second time that you all have been over the American Legion that I've been there. And uh, it's just good to have have you back. And we got a little surprise last uh, Sunday night. Uh, Joshua, <laughs> I got him a little bride, and uh, we, got I a, do. we got to I meet uh, Chloe, right? Gretchen, Gretchen. Well, I didn't. I got that wrong too. Sorry, <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> um, Gretchen. Well, yes, I sure had a name down as Chloe, but. 
Uh, anyway, maybe that's our middle name or something. We just don't know. So, no, Gretchen Ivy. Gretchen Ivy. Now, does she sing? She she doesn't. She does. She In can. the shower. Yeah. Uh-huh. She can. Um, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't with the group. Um, you know, her and I sing in the car. Did but yeah. as far as it's just one of those things that she just, she doesn't feel comfortable with, even though she's really good at it. Right. But that's something, that may change. That's something that I can yeah. I can bring her out of her shell on. Well, it's just kind of like what you were saying earlier when the, the family didn't push you. And it, that's right. And it just kind of took its natural course. It may come to that day that she may be. She's uh, talked about it a little bit, and yeah. it'll, it'll probably inch that way gradually yeah, she's, so. she's talked about it and and one thing that i can say that is is great about her is she's just this little bubbly thing yeah, you know, she is. she'll <laughs> she'll talk to anybody and you know it, it my outlook on it is that singing may not be her calling mm-hmm. it may be that she's one of those that goes out and intermingles with the crowd sure. and, and shares christ in that way right. you know mm-hmm. and i was blessed to find someone who who loves Christ just as much as I do, and Amen. you know, and we enjoy it. You know, we go to young adults Bible study at Corinth Baptist Church every Monday at six thirty. You know, not to run off on a tangent, but any <laughs> any young adult from eighteen to thirty that wants to come out on Monday night, did a little have, commercial on me here. Are you? We have young adults Bible study, and you know, I, I I'm, yeah. I'm 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 grateful. You know that that I get to to help lead Amen. part of that, yeah. and so yeah, that's out in Hosford. It is out in Hosford, so. Kyle. Eddie, who's been Correct. on the show a few mm-hmm. times over the years mm-hmm. as a pastor there. So, okay. Yes. That's at 6.30 a.m. or p.m.? That's at 6.30 p.m. every okay. Monday. Okay. Now, does uh, Gretchen travel with y'all most of the time? When she, she does. She does. Okay. She, anywhere I yeah. go, she goes. She's my now, little did, right hip did, pocket. Did that require another vehicle? Are, are you still traveling in one? It, it does not. Um, you know, with my job, I have to travel separately because I'm I'm always on call. Okay. You know, I'm on call twenty four seven. But you know that that's okay. I, I do not mind driving a separate vehicle anywhere we go. You know. Right. So now you're up there singing. You're right in the middle of the long black train, and somebody says, "Hey, Joshua, you got to go." Did you, you, would you? Well, would you? luckily, luckily, I am. I am the boss, so so I don't always have to go. But there, there not are at times, the moment, right? not at the moment. You know, I, I leave my I leave my phones with with Gretchen, and and she'll look at me and be like, "Your phone's ringing," and I'll say, I, "I'll get it when we okay. get done." It's it's not always a, a super urgent thing, right? But right. I, as quick as I get a break, I go outside and I dispatch someone to take care of the problem. Okay, so it's not like you're an ambulance driver or something Correct. like that that you, that you got to go. He has to plan for just in case. Yeah, right. So now you, uh, I think you told me this the other night. Uh, you're doing about like a once a month now. It's, it's like, it's kind well, of actually, happened. we've been quite busy. Um, we've actually had like three weekends in a row. Really? Um, now, we just sang at Clarksville Baptist Church this okay. past Sunday. Um, and then we'll have a little bit of a break. We don't have another sing until July the 30th. But well, if you fit, you realize you're on radio now, so yes. that, that may change. That's all right. But for right now, we have July the 30th at Pioneer Baptist Church in Crawfordville. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Hall used to be the pastor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, is it mostly churches that you're singing at? I mean, pretty much. The Legion is probably the only other place that we yeah. can sing right now. In the past, we've sang for birthday parties retirement parties wherever the lord leads us and somebody asks that we can bless someone through our through song and just share our joy right now how would they get in touch with you did you you do i know you talk about your own facebook yes we do so or they could contact me personally lisa darby um, and I don't mind giving my cell phone because okay. we're here to reach people. Okay. Um, and that phone number is 850-508-0650. Okay. Now, if they didn't remember the number, is there like a face like Facebook? You go to Facebook and go Singing Regals? Is the that Singing it? Regals. And it's all there. Website? Do you have a website too? So we don't have a website. Um I have worked on creating us a, a Facebook page, you know, that, that has, you can direct message us straight through Facebook. Um, we, we all three have, well, the two of us have access to it. Mr. Dolores is not on Facebook, but that's okay. <laughs> we, we, we certainly don't pass judgment on that. Right. Um, but it, it either comes to, 
to mom or myself um and and we can we can reach out in in that manner we're we're trying to i'm actually putting gretchen in charge of of doing a lot of the facebook things so she's gonna she's the she's the social media savvy one of the the whole family so we're gonna put her in charge so that's her calling (laughs) well that's that's good because that's a very important thing we we have uh found a a gentleman that we that we've kind of we we pay him to do it for our church that does uh facebook stuff and he's man he is wonderful and, yeah. and we've tried in my little church I mean just about everybody's taking a stab at it and it just doesn't work out but you find somebody that has a heart and passion for it sure. they could really do a lot so you have to keep us. it updated it, it does require maintaining sure sure and um, yeah but if somebody wants to have you come sing at your church uh, they go to the Facebook. They would just type in Singing Regals. Is that how you do it? Mm-hmm. Go to Facebook, type in the Singing Regals. It should pop up. You should see an image very similar to the one that you'll see on that CD. It'll be us okay. under a uh, under a wooden canopy, and it'll be the album title. You okay. know, and it'll say the Singing Regals and right. the album title okay. Reflection of Grace. Okay. Um, there you go, folks. That's what you do. And now. Uh, um, you talk about you've got about three weeks here mm-hmm. before you have something booked. So if somebody were to call you and say, hey, we got something going on next Sunday, you up for it? <laughs> we'll do our best to see what our schedules yeah. will allow. You see, this just amazes me. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at three people here who I know you have busy lives mm-hmm. and you have families and things and, and you're willing to just go do what God's called you to do, sing your heart out. I remember uh, the Gaither Vocal Band came to the uh, Christian Heritage Church, which is now, they call it All All Nations Church. All Nations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had not sang for over a year. Mm -hmm. I think it had actually been a little longer than that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this was their first singing Mm -hmm. since the whole COVID thing. Mm -hmm. And they were so excited Mm -hmm. (laughs) to Mm be able to sing. And I'm telling you what, those people just absolutely just sang their Mm -hmm. heart out. It was a tremendous Mm -hmm. concert. Mm -hmm. And that's what they said. They said that we just, we were just so happy to be back out, yes, and to be able to actually sing. And I think we probably had about half of what we'd had the last time. Sure, they were there, but they were just excited to be there. Now, I guess you all had to break too during that time. So. I think you said it was about a year. During COVID, we definitely, um, well, I mean, you know, the world pretty much shut down uh, on March 13th, 2020. And um, I happen to remember exactly the date because I was a school administrator and it was the very last day of our third nine week period. It just so happened. And then that's whenever, you know, when kids went home that Friday evening, they didn't return until the next school year oh my goodness um, because i mean nobody did yeah. nobody did businesses shut down schools shut down and um so yeah i that's how i remember um <laughs> so you all had to think now what do normal people do on saturdays mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> we actually could go back to or or not go back to but we actually found ourselves wondering uh you know having that feeling like where are we supposed to be aren't we supposed to be doing something um you know, just that feeling right. because we weren't accustomed to not being somewhere a couple of times a month at least. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so now, uh, as far as the, the places that you go, mm-hmm. you get I guess you get a lot of people calling you for second, third, fourth type of places you've been. Sure. How often do you get places that you've just never been before? Is that pretty pretty common? Well, when we sang in Clarksville last weekend, we'd never sang there before, but it just so happened that, uh, again, word of mouth, someone had told the pastor's wife about us, and she said that she'd written our names down in, I think, the back of a Bible or something, and then she had to remember where she put our names and our phone number, and she went and found (laughs) it, and so, you know, I felt like it was probably, you know, I think when the Lord ordains things, then that's the way they happen. He's He's in the details. So it was meant for us to be there at the time that we were there, I feel like. And, um, you know, we, we, um, yeah, we have return bookings where, uh, repeat bookings, whatever right. you want to call it, where people do ask us a second and third time. Um, uh, Carl and Carolyn, who are over the Legion, right. uh, Gospel Sings, uh, they've asked us at their church 
different churches they've been at numerous times and and then they've of course asked us to be at the legion multiple times and um so yeah i mean people hear us for the first time sometimes and then they want our contact information we give it to them and usually they end up calling us and then uh, again, word of mouth, people hear, uh, well, again, because there's not a lot of groups singing anymore. We hear that a lot. That is true. That is and true. they'll say, well, are y'all still singing? Because we have had a hard time getting in touch with a group to come sing. And um, so, um, yeah. Well, and most of the time when you sing on a Sunday morning, the preacher's still preaching. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you all have to have to adapt your how, however long yeah. you're going to sing to however yes. long winded that preacher is. Yeah, we have to respect whatever yeah. the leadership of yeah. that um, yeah. body wants for right. Right. that particular service. So we right. always go into it asking, what is it that you want? Um, right. We typically do a minimum of 30 minutes. Um, you know, so it, to, and I don't mean this in any kind of um selfish way but to go set up equipment and to drive somewhere and then to do anything less than 30 minutes is kind of i understand what you're saying um, absolutely uh, i don't mean yeah. what's the point i'm yeah. it's just um i don't know why you would do that yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah why did you call us to yeah, come here yeah. all this way well truly let's do what we do yeah truly we're not just out there to sing uh-huh you know god called us to minister to people mm-hmm. and whether it be through you know Bible verses or whether it be through, you know, the scripture, whether it be through our testimonies, you know, you have to have time to be sensitive to sure, that. Sure, sure. And mm-hmm. if the Lord, you know, places upon your heart that on, you know, at this particular service that we share that, right. then then we feel like we need to allow time to do that because that's what he's instructed us to now, do. Do you feel free wherever you go just to have an altar service just no. to just invite people to come down for Always. prayer? Or, we do. We, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where somebody said, oh, you can't do that? Uh, no, um, no, no, and we always tell people up front that at any time during the service, if they feel like that they need to come to the altar, um, there's been times we've let our music play and we've stopped what we were doing and went down in the altar and prayed with people. Wow, wow. So, um, because that's what it's really, I mean, it's not about coming to sing a pretty song. There's a whole lot of difference of singing a pretty song and leading people into worship. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciated and that. It's a true ministry. Because yeah. yeah. you all stated that many times mm-hmm. when over the American Legion. And by the way, we've mentioned this a couple of times. People may not be familiar. Uh, on the first Sunday night of the month mm-hmm. here in Tallahassee at the American Legion over on Lake Ella Drive, it starts at 6.30 p.m. And it features uh, Southern Gospel-style music. And there's mm-hmm. usually a feature group that comes in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are locals who sing as well. And uh, yeah. Carl and Carolyn Powell have taken that up now since uh, Glory Bound kind of stepped out. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that started this thing many yeah. years ago. Yeah. I got involved in it, I don't know how long ago, six, seven years ago, and I just go. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have any official role to play other than mm-hmm. they do allow me to announce it on the radio sure. for them. <laughs> so, sure. and, uh, and I've got to meet a lot of the groups uh, through the years, and I just enjoy yeah. most of them. And they, mm-hmm. they come and they sing, and, uh, and some of them come as, uh, we have one group that comes up from Orlando, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a long trip. Yeah. For uh, just that type of thing. Sure. And of course, it's like anything else. Uh, it's, as you talked about the COVID thing, mm-hmm. it used to be there used to be a whole lot more people that came and it has not really regained sure. since the, the whole COVID right. incident right. as it was. Cause I think it was shut down for almost a year mm-hmm. that they didn't have the singing there. Yeah. But so I'm inviting you, even though mm-hmm. I'm, I'm unofficial. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, six thirty first Sunday night of the month. I think next month it's the Highway three sixteen okay. from Down Crawfordville, Brother Barwick and his mm-hmm. crew, and so they'll be coming up singing for us, such yeah. as that. Well, the thing is, it takes commitment, sure, and a, and the calling, mm-hmm. and the calling. And uh, uh, I, I was listening to um, the, the Chuck Wagon Gang out of the Lighthouse Children's Home, and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, they're talking about Sister Shay. She was talking because she's the only one that's left of the original group, and how that that whole thing started with the the migrant workers just singing in the field. Yeah, and so that's a lot of the tradition of Southern Gospel. Now, do you all would you call yourself Southern Gospel, or is there another name that you would prefer? No, uh, I, th- I think you have to call it what it is, and that's typically what we do. But we don't, you know, we don't like to fit in a box. We do a variety of what some people would consider different genres of songs. So, right. um, but all of it is 
songs that we've felt led by the Lord to do. There's yeah. um, it's there's always a message or always a reason why we feel drawn to a particular song. Yeah, and we do. We are sensitive to our audience. Yeah. You know, because you have all generations, and so we know that some of our um, senior um, people that are in the the audience like a little bit of the older right. older style and then you have to be sensitive to the young ones that like a little more of the contemporary so right. we try to make it a good mix yeah, I, I haven't quite figured it exactly out I talked to Cal Robertson at the mm-hmm. last show something. he said oh yeah I don't do Southern Gospel I said oh <laughs> really and then I talked to Mr. Pontius and they they say, oh no, we don't do bluegrass. So that sure sounds like bluegrass to me. But so I, I'm not exactly clear, mm-hmm. you know, what the mm-hmm. total definition is. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that. Uh, well, uh, let me say this: uh, I do anywhere from uh, twelve to thirteen, maybe fourteen songs on the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. And my main criteria is I have to like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. If I like it, I play it. That's just that's the way it works for me. And if I go to a singing and I'm just enjoying it, I don't really care what they call themselves and such. Well, Joshua, you took the microphone, son. You, you well, got something to say. Well, I do. I mean, <laughs> yes, we, we, we've always kind of been known as a, as a Southern Gospel group. But I think the ideal behind us now is it's not that we, we're just singing just Southern Gospel music. We, we want to sing songs that send a message. Yes. And that preach a message, whether, you know, some of that may be bluegrass, some of it may be. You know, contemporary style music. I mean, we, we sing some of those now, but as long as they, they, they send a message, you know, to, to hopefully bring someone to know Christ that may not know them Amen. is, is the, is the end goal. Right, right. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Uh, if you're just listening and just tuned in, I forget to tell people sometimes <laughs> this is the uh, gospel on the radio talk show. I'm interviewing the singing regals. And uh, they're they're here local, Crawfordville, Quincy, kind of the area. They 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 travel all around, probably within what, maybe a hundred miles uh, to sing. Where on weekends and stuff, they're they're out there doing it for the Lord. They're not in it for the making a big bucks or anything like that. Right. But they have a heart to just sing for the Lord, and I just appreciate that so very very much. But I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. I'm at 720 Capital Circle Northeast, and we love visitors at our church. You can find us on the web, frcm.us. And also an invitation to join me every Saturday night for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour of what I say the best music on the planet. (laughs) And then we crank it up and have a good time. And also do a daily broadcast Monday through Friday here on 94.1. It's the Gospel on the Radio broadcast. It's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. I generally take my Sunday morning sermons and just kind of chop it up into five pieces. And uh, uh, we get to broadcast that little show all over the world. And then people are very, very kind to give us response. It's the message of the gospel. It's it's touching people around the world. Mm -hmm. But Joshua, he is a, a bass singer. And, of course, I think probably one of the most well-known, popular uh, bass singer songs is the Long Black Train. I mean, it's a uh, that, that, who that was a sec, that's a it was a secular song originally, wasn't it? It fit into many. It yeah. was played on secular radio, but it was also played on gospel radio. Yeah, but but who was the artist? Josh Turner. Josh Turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he say he. I guess it was his song. Whoever wrote it. Josh Turner yeah. happens to be a relative of our pastor. Really. Uh, at. I go to Capital City Church on eight sixty two Blunt Street. Matt Stone. Matt right? Stone yeah. is, is our show, pastor. Yes, yes. Um, and um, so, d- just in case, just to, to do my commercial. Okay. Uh, Capital City Church. We have two services on Sunday: one at nine and one at eleven o'clock. And um, um, so, certainly, if if you don't have a church to attend, we uh, certainly would like to have you. Uh, if you're here in Tallahassee and looking for somewhere to go, eight six two Bluntstown Street. Amen. Capital I City love church. people who are who love their churches mm-hmm. and are passionate about whatever yes. it is. Yes. God's been. We've 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 talked about it all here. The Corinth Baptist Church mm-hmm. out in. Uh, what times the services start there? Corinth services at ten thirty. Ten thirty, and uh, I guarantee you, good brother Kyle Petty's going to preach you a good message mm-hmm. out there. So breakfast is at nine. Oh yeah, breakfast. On <laughs> yes, well, I might come to your church. Forget <laughs> Freedom Road. I, oh, I'm just teasing. The long black train.
ticket for that long black train Cause there's victory in the Lord I say Victory in the Lord Cling to the Father and His holy name And don't go riding on that long black train take you to to get that down uh i don't know it's one of those things excuse me it's just one of those things that just over time you just you sing it enough in the truck that that you finally (laughs) you finally get it right right it just amazes me the whoever came up with the words the lyrics the song the idea it's Mm -hmm. just an amazing thing because the song you have to listen to it to really figure out what it's saying to you Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's 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 kind of mysterious in a way but that's part of the intrigue Mm -hmm. of it yeah as such and and of course uh it's josh turner's what you all said and uh, he sang it as a secular song Mm -hmm. and it became very very popular and now the triumphant quartet they sing it very very well Mm -hmm. and like i say you have to think about the song but you just remember the devil <laughs> the devil's driving that mm-hmm. long black train <laughs> yeah, and for anybody who is quick to judge because uh, some people are you know uh, oh why are they doing that secular song um, there can be a message in any song and the bottom line is is that there is a there's positive and negative in life yeah. and negative choices reap negative consequences and the bottom line of that song simply says you can either choose to go the way that the devil is enticing you to go or go the direction that the lord has called you to go and if you go that direction then you know you get what you get and if you go the direction that you're actually called, then you're you right. You know the, the, well, the message is there. It's mm-hmm. it's there to and it and it I think for itself. You know, for, again, you kind of figure out where's this going, but then, then when it ends up saying, 
the devil's driving that long black train. You better be aware of that yes. as such. Yes. Now, you all, uh, you mentioned a little while ago that when you're doing the, your your concerts, for lack of another word, I mean, I know that your, sure. your ministry, that you often share testimonies. Yes, sir. And um, uh, I would think that after a while, this would become painful sometimes, doesn't it, to share personal things like that? On, I mean, Sure. And I think it's an order of things um, and how things have progressed and how things in life have fallen um, as far as what testimony is out there at that given time. Right. Um, many years I gave my testimony um, with Josh and some of the things that we went through with Josh. Um, and then things have evolved into um, circumstances that has happened in Dolores's life that seem to be, um, they're much more recent. Um, so we all have our own message and it means something to so many people. Um, I won't elaborate a lot, but we almost lost Josh in an automobile accident in October 19th of 2014. Wow. Actually, a morning headed to church, actually. Um, and the Lord placed, I, I truly believe that it was not so much Josh that he was trying to reach through that. I feel like the Lord was trying to reach me. And the question that I began to question myself or feel like the Lord was questioning me is how much do you trust me? Wow. Wow. Um, because Josh was actually about 10 minutes ahead of me when we had left home um, whenever I came upon the wreck. Oh, my. Um, and so Josh very well probably should have died in that wreck. Um, based on if you ever saw saw the vehicle because he was T-boned in, in the passenger side and the passenger side of the vehicle was actually sitting um, almost in his hot cockpit there oh of, of his seat. Wow. Um, and for me to to come up on that as a mother um, was was a very difficult thing. But yeah. I, the, the one thing that I do remember through the whole thing, and as I said, we don't have much time, but as I pulled off the side of the road and realized that it was Josh's vehicle, it was as if there was slow motion and I began to, to run across the road and all I could say was Jesus save him, Jesus save him, Jesus save him. And I remember that very, very clearly. And as I got to the truck and, and we opened the door, I, I began to assess him from the feet up and he was perfect. Wow. Little did I know that, um, when, before I got there, um, his head was laying on his shoulder and he was turning blue. Oh and um, I could go into so much detail of how the Lord orchestrated that whole thing about placing the people there at the time that they placed them there. Um, all was orchestrated by God. Um, but to make the story short, he was lifelighted. Um, as I said, not a broken bone. He did have a partially collapsed lung, and he had um, a concussion. Um, which which made a bearing on him for for a little time there, which affected you know um, trying to get through that semester in college. But the Lord healed him when within wow. forty eight hours he was back home, um, and he recovered within six months to a year. You know, pretty much most all of his memory and that type of thing. But I just really truly feel like sometimes the Lord does place you in things to to say how much do you trust right. me, and you follow what path I lay before you into how you will deal with these things. But first, for you, you don't always share that, but there's times when you just feel led to Correct. do so. Correct, because um, right now we have had a had a, a testimony that I feel like superseded that at, at times. Depending on, on your crowd, the Lord directs that. Absolutely. Um, and, and Dolores has a, a strong testimony that, of something that she's faced, which I think we need to elaborate on before we run out of time. Um that kind of follows suit okay. with this. Okay, so Doris, share that with us. Um, the re Part of the reason I'm so familiar with the day that COVID shut the world down is because uh, two to three weeks after that is when my life changed forever. Um, we got a call about 1130 in the morning that... Um, that our son had been in a in a um, in a wreck 
and our first question was was he in his truck or was he on his motorcycle and he was on his motorcycle he had a passenger and a vehicle did not yield right of way to him and my son was doing nothing wrong he had the green light and um he was going along and at the corner of Bluntstown street and tennessee street um the car hit him and um you know we were just thinking that we were going to get to the hospital and um and maybe he was you know going to have a broke leg or or some you know minor or something you know we weren't we were thinking that would be the worst case scenario we weren't even thinking the worst case scenario so um when we got to the hospital and the chaplain called us in and um uh, well actually our pastor was there pastor matt stone was there and he was there already with my husband and then they called my daughter and us in ushered her, us in the room and then told us that um, he didn't make it oh, and um, so I'm trying to process and just it was kind of in a fog and I just remember saying what are you what are you talking about he didn't make it and so anyway um, from that point on um, our life forever forever changed and um, I, I tell people that as um, in and this is very condensed version but I tell people that um, as hard as it is for this mother to say this is that heaven is the goal and when I say it's hard for me to say that um, it's hard of course I wish that my son would walk through that door any minute now and, and you know you say just have one last hug or one last conversation but even that wouldn't be enough and where he is now he wouldn't trade places even if he could and um and the, the fact that um that we know where he is obviously is our consolation knowing that we will see him one day um all of those things um so there has been testimony after testimony of people's lives that have been touched even since he passed right. away um so there have been scholarships named in his honor um the school where he graduated is named as they have a building project taking place and they're naming part of the school um in his honor our church has a building project that's about to take place and they're naming the children's wing after him um so there's a lot of positive things that have come out um a lot of people um we actually have people that have written us uh two and three page letters that just say you you will never know the impact that your son had in my son's life or on um you know my child's life and we had no idea and nolan was truly one that connected with people and he made lasting relationships and um he um once he he made a connection it was real he was engaged in the conversation he was very present in in the situation so you know that is the condensed version but yes it is a you know the the mother in me certainly would want him to come walking through the door but the my spirit man says that heaven is the goal and so if we can get that through our mind that you know if we if we truly believe that heaven is the goal when we thought that our lives were were we were going along life and enjoying life and thinking that our family my husband myself our son and our daughter um had just finished school and and were on their way and uh we thought life was great and it was um and and then um you know but i tell people this is not the way we would have written our story but nonetheless it is our story and i felt like god was saying what are you going to do with that and so when we go places we don't ever say oh we're going to share this testimony or this testimony this testimony the lord lead we absolutely say okay what is the lord wanting to say to this group of people and the thing is is the the message that rings through that most of the fact that he was saved and you knew that and and you didn't tell us that in the story but we we concluded that sure so your son even though you grieve his loss you know he's in heaven and that's mm-hmm. the message that you all are proclaiming absolutely wherever you go yeah if something a, had happened to josh that day we know where he would have amen. been that would have been the amen. consolation amen and um amen we're, we're, we're we got about a minute so we're going to go ahead and finish up here just the singing regals have y'all been listening to here today and this has been a tremendous show thank you so much for coming and being no, part of it thank you for we always us. close the broadcast out with prayer father i am so thankful for these who carry the gospel 
And they, they get in those cars and they go and they sing for the glory of the Lord. Father, bless them, anoint them, Father. Use them for your glory and praise. And Father, we just pray over our city. We pray over our country, your kingdom. Father, we pray for peace in the world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much. Amen. I appreciate you taking the time to come and sit here and just Thank talk you for about the things us. the Thank Lord will. Thank you so much for asking us. It's been my joy and privilege. It's been our pleasure. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.